Hi there. Welcome to Forward After 50. I'm Rebecca Ronane, and I'm on a mission to empower women to age positively. In this podcast, I'll be sharing ideas and interviews with people on topics including reinvention, love, freedom of choice, menopause, and so much more. In this episode, I'm talking to Anna Jenkins, the creator of We Are Fit Attitude, otherwise known as WAFA. We Are Fit Attitude is a women's only gym center, which works on and offline. So without further ado, let's deep dive into how Anna Jenkins decided to change her life, become a gym instructor, open a women's only gym, and then have an article in an international newspaper. My name is Anna and I am the founder of Women's Health and Fitness Club, We Are Fit Attitude. Now I'll try and keep this brief, but unfortunately, because I'm I started this in my 40s, I'm now 50. So there's a little bit of a backstory to it. Um, because uh most you'll know that the fitness industry is quite a young industry, but I decided to come into it in my 40s. It was a big gamble for me, but prior to that, um Basically, I was the chubby kid when I was little. I was the kid that hated exercise, found every reason not to exercise. Literally, there was, you know, whenever there was a sports day, I hated it. I hated competitive sports. So, you know, it's quite incredible that what I'm about to tell you really, but um, in in my 20s, I discovered the gym and exercise, I'd actually put on uh, quite a lot of weight in my teens and my early 20s. I got very body conscious, as a lot of women do. And um, I started to go to fitness classes with my very skinny friends. And so I was the sort of the dumpy one at the back, absolutely pouring with sweat. And um, but I I kind of enjoyed it. So even though I was very body conscious and I, you know, I hate it. I was I wanted to be at the back when I came out and I was bright red and dripping in sweat. I felt amazing. And that was when I started to enjoy exercising. And I started to realize that it made me just feel so mentally better and but I there were sort of some poor relationships with exercise at that time I was had a real association with my body weight my body shape and exercise and about burning calories exercise was very much about burning calories you know so again that could be a topic that I could go down a rabbit hole and talk about for a long time so in my 20s discovered exercise but then I was a primary school teacher And I was working in a primary school for four years and I, it was just such an overload. I decided it wasn't really for me. I loved teaching the children. I didn't like everything that came with it, but I was very good with children. I was a good teacher. 
So there's a little bit of a, a, you know, there's a bit of a parallel there. Then in my 30s, I started working in events and marketing businesses. And I was, I eventually ended up in the marketing industry and I really felt out of my depth. I'd never studied it. I'd studied to be a teacher. Part of my role was a sales role. And so part of my personality brought myself into this industry. But I felt very much I had imposter syndrome for ages. I really, really struggled. And I was moving from job to job to job. And I got to a point in my late 30s where I was reporting into a female CEO who I liked very much, but I really was unhappy in the job. I hated working in the marketing industry. Um, I was miserable. I had no confidence in my ability. I And I was... The marketing industry, if you've ever been in it or anyone that's listening will know, it's a very young industry. And those that are my age tended to be at director level or above. And I just became really conscious of being a bit lost in this nomad's land where I was like, what, what comes next? You know, I'm going to be 50 in a decade's time and then I'm going to be 60 and I'm getting closer to retirement and I'm so unfulfilled. And my husband, my now husband, um, when I was about 40, he said to me, look, Anna, he very quite seriously said to me, if you don't change your career or do something different, you are going to be miserable and get more and more miserable. And whether we'll stay together, I don't know. He's very supportive, but he really gave me a kick up the butt, basically, and just said, you need to make some changes. So I then you're like, well, what the hell do I do? And at that point, I was at exercise was just part of my weekly routine. And I started thinking about I sort of looked in the gym and I was like, these are so young and they're all men. There's no women. Um, and and actually, I don't like their approach, really. And I thought I could be a PT. I think I'd be quite good at it. So I, I decided, I sort of said to my husband, I think I'm going to be a PT. I'm going to start my own PT business. He was like, great, go on, let's do it. So I studied, I worked full time. I'm sorry if this is going on too long, but it's difficult to, to shorten it because it is the story. And, and so I qualified. Um, and in 2015, that's when I set up We Are Fit Attitude Limited. And it was a, I was just going to be a personal trainer. I carried on working in the in the marketing world to pay my bills and then I started in an athletics track near to where I was living then um they very kindly gave me access to their gym and I got a shed where I could have my kit and then I started personal training men and women and I really I loved it but what I soon realized over a couple of years is I was like this isn't going to pay my bills and actually, even though I'd worked in marketing, I didn't really know how to market my business. <laughs> and so I was getting to a point where I had the same clients each week. Um, and you're only as good as the hour you're with that client. And I started to get that same feeling of frustration. And I knew I was good at what I did. So I knew PT was definitely right for me but I couldn't turn it into a business. And I was getting a bit frustrated with the one-to-one -one element. 
you know, I could only have, if you're only training people eight hours in a day, times that by five, you've got 40 clients and that's it. Couldn't, I couldn't make myself any bigger. Mm. And also, I just realized that, you know, I was in my 40s by then and standing outside in the freezing cold in the middle of winter when it's raining with boxing gloves and what have you. And I like Michelin man training men and women. I was like, I'm not going to be doing this in the 50s. I can't do this. And I got myself a business coach and his name's Chris Brown. And he changed everything for me. He opened my eyes to how to run a fitness business as a business. And he's told me that I had a great product, me and what I was already doing but that I needed to work in groups because then you can build and you can work to many. And then I had the choice of, well, what do I do? Do I just do men and women, work with men and women, create groups? But what I'd noticed in the gym that I worked in, there were kind of two things I noticed, probably three. Number one, no, probably two. Number one, when the women would come into the gym, very often they'd go to this, the, the sort of dumbbell area and sort of flirt with them. But you could very clearly see they hadn't got a clue what they were doing. And they, they sort of do a bit of bit of few bicep curls, you know, maybe sort of a few rows. And then you quickly see them sort of heading off to the cardio machines because it's familiar. You can just press start and then you're walking. <laughs> And at that time, we had a common, beautiful common, where you could literally walk around the common, but they just would spend an hour on the treadmill walking. Um, and and also, there were women who were coming who were covered up because of their religious, their religion, so in their hijab, and they kept it on whilst they were training. And I just thought, my God, how I know what how much my clothes come off when I'm training. And I thought, wow, that is that is admirable that they're doing that. Um, but it also must be very limiting. And I it it just occurred to me, I was like, why don't I take the strength work that I do with my clients and do it with women, teach them how to exercise in this way, and also make it accessible to women. So that those that wear the hijab can come into a safe space where they can take, you know, take it off and exercise. And um, that's where We Are Fit Attitude came as it is today. I had 24 women on the 15th of June in 2018, 24 women. That's where we started the groups. I was absolutely terrified. <laughs> I was like... Oh my God, I'm used to one person, not 20, 24 women. Um, but I remember so clearly the first session I did, I went, this is it now. I found my purpose. This is this is it now. What I need to do is get the confidence to make it what it is today. And there we are. Now today I'm we have about 250 members. I have a I have a location in Tooting, um, which I have coaches running that. But I actually have a big online presence of women, which and our we have women as far as Mexico now, <laughs> thanks to the Guardian, which we will talk about later. <laughs> That's brilliant. I mean, so much of what you said, I can really relate to, because interestingly enough, though 
I also became very interested in exercise like yourself at 20. Also was weight driven at first and found that I liked it, thank goodness. And have actually continued throughout my life, though adjusted here and there to what I like and what I don't like. And I have just thought, because I'm very keen and truly believe that exercise, especially as you age, is even more important. So I decided I've been doing Pilates for a long time. I go to Pilates Reformer twice a week and I really, really enjoy that. But I thought, oh, you know what? I should go and do just what you've been talking about. Go to a gym and do some uh, machines or lift some weights. And I've joined that, I think, about two months ago. And have I lifted a weight? No, I haven't. I've gone to the machines. So it's so true what you what you just said, because there's a certain sense of intimidation and I'm not sure why that is, but with this particular gym, but yeah. And also I've noticed big pictures on the wall of muscle men. And I thought, how does that relate to me? So it, it, there is something about it not being very relatable. And I, you know, there's a lot of points that you say. So, so thinking about your particular space and can I just ask what sort of ages, is it all ages you're attracting or how, how do you feel about that? So pre-pandemic, it was all ages. And I think our youngest was about 22. And I think our eldest is Linda, who's now 76, but she joined when she was 72. Um, Throughout the pandemic, it's really interesting. Everything sort of changed. And I think it was also because I, again, you know, WAFA, as I call it, We Are Fit Attitudes is called WAFA, or no, the shortened. But I really, I'm, I'm 50, which means that I am perimenopausal. And I think that because we were in the online space, you want to talk to your audience in a very different way. You can't be quite, it's not relying on who lives in your location. It's actually reaching when you've got like you've got millions of people you can reach it's actually what's your message and and actually I found that um more women that were joining were more my age or sort of 45 plus so I would say now especially since the Guardian I would say most of my members now are predominantly 45 plus and quite a few in their sort of 60s as well and, and I think, uh, sorry. No, 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 go on. Well, I was just going, I think in part, um, I, I the way I see it is I think that the younger generation understands the importance of strength training. It's almost like it's, because it's a badge and a badge of honor to to you know go into the gym and use the weights and crossfit is such a big thing and there's things called high rocks where you know you are lifting heavy weights and it's like the younger generation almost it's the cool thing to do i think there's a, a lost generation who went to the gym because they wanted to get fit but they didn't really understand that I think a lot of it was associated with your body weight and shape. Not about the actual purpose of being strong physically as you age. 
And I think now what's happening is that the women I am attracting were that generation who went to the gym and did exercise, but they were doing it for calorie burn and that sort of thing. Or they were doing running and swimming and cycling and that sort of thing. But the strength training was just something that wasn't, they didn't do. You know, and a bit like you, you've gone to the safe space in your gym that you've just joined. And, um, but, you know, actually, I hope you'll come and try Waffa because, you know, what I, what we, what I want, what women are starting to recognize now is that being strong physically, and this is not about lifting big, heavy barbells. This is body weight and dumbbells, but that is so important for your long-term health, for you being able to, in your 60s, 70s, 80s, to be able to go about your life happily and healthy and do the things that you can do in your 30s, 20s, 30s and 40s, being able to get up and down from the floor easily, you know, being able to lift the shopping bags, being able to the number of grand grandparents who say, uh, I want to be able to lift my grandkids and they can't because they haven't got the physical strength. All of those sorts of things are what how you keep your life and independence in many ways. But if you if you don't do it and you live a very sedentary life, it doesn't mean that you can't you can't function, but it becomes harder. It becomes so much harder. So so women are now joining my club because they want to, they don't want to be that person going to the gym and just on the cardio machines because it's a safe space and they want to, they want a place where they can be taught how to exercise in the right way. You know, and a lot of women that I work with, the problem with a lot of gyms is they don't know how to look after women and men who aren't able to get to the floor and teach them how to do strength training because a lot of exercises do require floor work. Well, it doesn't take, for me, I would, for me, because I work with women who are carrying a lot of extra weight or they've had they've got osteoarthritis, they have, you know, or they just find it difficult to get up and down from the floor. Well, I need to work out how I can help them start at a level where they can be standing or sitting and we can help them progress. And that's what I do. And I don't think that that is a big problem with big gyms is they don't cater to people like that. Yeah, and uh, that's interesting what you say because there is a, a massive push in what I call the longevity world, you know, the science of longevity. And obviously that's going to progress into many, many directions. But what they all say at the moment, the things that are so doable is exercise. But if you are someone, for example, who thinks, oh, yeah, I, I can do that, how as a person perhaps who's never done it, will someone in their 50 plus, they will probably be welcomed at uh, your gym, for example, because you you know how to um, cope or, to, or maybe to manage someone like that. I don't know if, do many new people come to you who've never exercised at all, who are over 50? I'd say most of the women have dabbled in exercise. Okay. 
but I think most of them, I've got some who have such low confidence in their themselves. You know, women are very, very conscious of how their body shape, you know, and I've got so I've got women who 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 desperately wanted to exercise, but going to the gym was just not an option for them. And um, so I have created that safe space. But I would always say to women who are or and men who are know they need to do something, but they're not sure where they to start or they can't get access to a place like me. I always say, listen, get out walking. First of all, walking in a hill are great ways to start building your resistance and strength because a hill will create your get your heart working. I mean, you'll be pounding the streets. It's a good starting point. You know, there are people who are not even moving more than half an hour in a day because they're so sedentary. It's terrifying. You know, that in the UK, there are about 20 million people in the UK who aren't meeting the quota of more three, three what's it, three lots of 30 minutes of brisk walking a week. That's a really scary statistic. And those, but those people perhaps don't, it's it's not accessible to them. You know, they may join the local, there's a, you know, the local leisure center, but generally they're government funded, very poorly run. The, the trainers there are being paid a pittance. There's no investment in them. So then that's not necessarily a safe space for them to go to. So I, I would say online is a good space to learn or start learning. You know, YouTube has got everything for free. You're not going to be taught how to do the movements in the right way, but there are things that you can do with online. And I also suggest, I also think, join with a friend. Yeah, the, the remote space really is a golden opportunity for people who've never um, or or can't get to somewhere, for example, or doesn't have uh, a gym nearby. Hundred um, percent, absolutely. And but but the only thing you've got to be really careful with is there's so much in the online space. So it's being able to find, you know, what is right for your level. But if you put beginners online beginners fitness, you would find something where you could start to start to at least do those movements in the comfort of your home where no one's going to be watching you. By the way, I would just like to say something to, to you, actually. When you go into that gym next time, I would really recommend you go and ask someone to show you how to use the weights. But also, people walk in and get very, think that everyone's watching them. And as I say to all women, I said, no one's watching you. They don't care about you. They really don't. Most no. people in the gym are only concerned about themselves. They're not judging anyone else. It's just what's going on in your head. It's about being a bit braver. But also, ask for help. Those PTs are bored sideways. I'm telling you, they spend hours doing nothing in their day. So if you went to the receptionist and said, is there somebody who could show me a few exercises that I could do with the weights? I guarantee there'll be someone who'll jump at the chance to help. So interesting. Yes. <laughs> now, something I do want to say is that 
you started this in your 40s that yes. you obviously went to be trained to be an exercise teacher. Do you think there are many other people, say 40 upwards? I mean, I actually have a friend and he's in his 60s and he's doing exactly that. Um, I, I, I just wonder if people would be more relaxed if they could relate to someone of their, not their own age, but in their age group rather than a very younger person. Or how, what do you, what are your feelings about that? I think it's who, how you train that younger person. Because right. I have Michelle in my, um, who's one of my coaches and she is um, 27. She's been with me for over three years. She is loved by my members and she's incredibly professional, but she, I have a very specific program which she has to teach so she's learned through what I prescribe how to help people progress in the right way. Whereas I think the problem is it's not a young person's fault, but if they've got a more mature manager, you know, it's that the manager's job to be making sure that they are thinking beyond those that can get to the floor because actually their best customer is the one that can't because they're the one that's going to be need, will be with you for the longest if you can help them start at the very beginning and progress to the floor. So young people, I don't I th I think it's wrong to cut them out. Um I think there is it's about how you teach and train them. There are potentially I am going to caveat this with if I'm talking to my members and they're sharing stuff about their body weight and menopause, is that relevant to Michelle? Probably not because she's only 27. So that's it's harder for her to have that conversation. It's not her fault. And I could train her to ha understand those conversations. But then you're talking to my someone like me. I understand <laughs> the sweats and the brain fog, you know, and the body changes better. So I think there's a space for young people and people my age and older and to your to your answering your question, I am part of a. Um, I have my business coach. We're part of a big group of fitness businesses. I've got quite a few that are. I'm probably one of the oldest, if I'm honest. In fact, I probably am the oldest, but there are still ones that are in their sort of forties. Um, yeah. Mm. So let's uh, let's go on to pictures. <laughs> and I mentioned about the muscly man picture on the wall. And I do think a lot of gyms uh, use pictures of very attractive. I mean, in marketing, in sports clothes, for example, usually the people are very slick and OK. Maybe the idea is that you want to attain that sort of look. Uh, maybe that's what's behind it. But for some people who perhaps, maybe they don't even like exercise, but they know that they have to do it if they're going to be healthier and they do want to be healthier. Um, 
And then, of course, let's get to your article in the gym, which was um, your article in The Guardian, excuse me, which was all about stock library pictures. Yeah. Which, um, I could relate to with my business forward after 50 and I started writing articles about women over 50 and then I went to stock libraries and <laughs> I would get pictures back which certainly I mean I'm I'm nearly 67 and I don't think I looked like any of the pictures that were coming back towards me I don't know maybe I've just got a different <laughs> th thoughts about myself and how I look or my friends you know I, I it was totally not relatable I think it's changed a fraction in the last couple of years but a, a fraction um but your uh your, your big fame now in the last uh, weeks has been this article in The Guardian, which is all about stock library pictures, yeah. which maybe some people don't understand what that is. But they're basically, you know, if you're making a website or a business or you um, I, and you need pictures to represent what you're talking about. Yeah, I um, mean... Tell us a little bit about that, because I think it's interesting, particularly with gyms and how the whole idea of sport is related to the general public. To which is people. not, which is not. And then things like in um, This Girl Can, which is a big movement that has really helped make sports, more sports stuff accessible to a wider range of women. But in the main, there's still a long, long way to go, especially for women who are 50 plus. And um, the uh, and what I've it's so just to give some context to this whole Guardian article. Last year, I was revamping my website and I didn't have any photos of my members training other than the ones on my iPhone which you just can't use for a website so I thought well at some point I'll do a photo shoot but I'll for now I'll just use some stock images and I asked my um, Lorna and my team to go and have a look for some images. So you go to these stock images and you buy images. I said, can you find some, have a look and see if you can find some images of our, of you know, our sort of women. And she spent the best part of a day and then sort of came back to me and said, uh, I'm really struggling, Anna. And I was like, well, what, what? Said, how difficult can it be to just get some images of real women exercising? And boy, was it an eye-opener? Because when I looked at what she'd collected, I was like, oh, for goodness sake, I'm going to have to do this now. You know, and, and actually I was very, I, I was almost blaming her for it. You know, I was like, God, Lorna, she doesn't really, she hasn't thought this through. And I started looking and I was like, where are all the women my age? You know, I'm 50. Where are all the women like me lifting the weights that we do and it was like there were opposite extremes you either had the fitness models you know with the big heavy weights which is completely overwhelming for for most people you had gray haired sort of women in soft focus with one kilo dumbbells 
sitting on a medicine ball to support them in case they would fall over. And that was kind of it. And, and there was nothing in between. And, you know, my community, I've got, you know, black women, Asian, uh, Africa, you know, Caribbean. I've got a whole mix of women. And it was mainly white, gray haired, soft focus, smiling like that, not a bead of sweat on their face. And yet in my club, my women, are, by the end of a class, whether we're online or in the hall, we're dripping in sweat. We're red cheeked. You know, we're kind of pumped up. You know, and we're, it's a completely different place. So I, I was really, really angry about it because I thought if this is all we've got, then it's no wonder that so many women out there head to the cardio machines when they go to the gym or think that the gym is not for them and, and don't go at all. It is no wonder. So I had a rant in social media the night of me trying to find these photos. And then I, I said to my members, well, this isn't going to work. I can't have a website like this. This isn't a representation of WAFA and me and my community. Would you be up for doing a photo shoot in our church hall? And um, we'll take some photos of real women exercising. And also what I think is really important to point out is I wanted it to be photos of women, yes, lifting heavy weights, but realizing it doesn't have to be the big heavy barbells and things like that, which it's interesting. I, I've been having a few people, women in their 50s, sending me their photos of their body shapes with all their muscles showing, saying, I'm so pleased with what you're doing, Anna. This is what I look like. And I, whilst I really admire their their physique and so on, in, and they were sharing sharing their photos with these heavy weights. I was thinking, that's still not my community. There's a still not, there are a lot of women out there who just would run away from that. And so for me, it's about making women in that sort of middle ground to realize that that they can exercise. And we did the photo shoot in January. I got um and one of my members works at The Guardian and she loved the story. And she said, can I share this with my team to see if anyone will pick it up? And I was like, God, yeah. And, um, and they loved it. Absolutely loved it. And Zoe Williams came to the photo shoot. She stayed all morning. She interviewed my members. She hardly interviewed me because it wasn't about me. It was about her talking to women who are 50 plus Generally, we had a couple of our younger members, but 50 plus and about, you know, why they do the training they do and why they were at the photo shoot. And it was we're all singing from the same hymn sheet. So it the Guardian shot did came along. Um, and then about two weeks later, we were in a double page spread in the Guardian. Um, and I had no idea what to expect. I was just like, oh, that's great. Little did I know that I had about 250 women who read it and just went, oh, my gosh, that's what I need. And, um, you know, as a result, I've signed up over 100 women or in the space of weeks. The team were a bit like, oh, my God. But, yeah, it's great. But that's interesting in itself is that actually people just need to know that there is someone like you out there. And I'm not alone. I do have other gym groups in my peer group because I'm part of about sort of 300 
there are others out there. So I, I do, if I can't, if I can't work with someone, if I can recommend others that I know, they are out there. Um, but I think there's, again, a misconception. People just don't realise. Right. And so going forward for you and Wafa, what's your your big picture at the moment? Well, I'm just coming up for air at the moment. Um, I think that uh, I now know that I have created something that is very, um, it, it works for women, the women that I'm reaching. And I always knew it would. <laughs> I never quite had the confidence. I'm not a confident, I wasn't a confident person, but I was, um, uh, you know, about three, well, before Christmas, I'd worked really hard. We got through the pandemic, which was a terrible time for everybody. And when we came out the other side, it was really hard because I thought, well, we'll just start again. It's fine. And actually, people had changed. People's mindsets had changed. And I, and actually, I was more online. I wasn't so much in my church hall anymore. Um, and so I set about trying to just basically really, really make my products watertight. And then I became really frustrated because I was like, I'm just not reaching enough women. You know, Facebook advertising is all very well, but I wasn't finding my tribe of women that really understood what I stand for and what I my goal is and my my literal I don't have children, so Waffer is my baby. It is my purpose. It's what I'm gonna do until I can't exercise anymore. And it was about finding my tribe of women that when they I talk to them like I'm talking to you today, and they go, I get that. I need that. You know, I don't I actually, I don't know how to go into the gym. And actually what I also hope for women is when they do come to me, if they do online, that I give them the confidence to learn how to exercise in the right way so that they can go into a gym with confidence and know how to do the movements. Mm. And, and that's, yeah. And, and so if people want to get in touch with you or they want to participate in what you're doing, what options do they have? Well, you have to be female, I'm afraid. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I, I've had I've had some of the members saying, "Can my husband? Can you do a WAF for men for my husband?" That might happen some way down the line, but not now. Um, if if people want to get in touch with me, I have my website, which is www.wearefitattitude.com. Or I can be emailed at Anna at wearefitattitude.com. But on my website, um, there is a contact page where they can fill out a form and then we will get in touch. Because I talk to every single woman. I don't just let women sign up. I make a point of making sure every woman I will speak to because sometimes they're not right for us because they have very specific conditions. So I will actually help them find an alternative. But that is how to reach me. And I'm in social media at We Are Fit Attitude. Okay, that's fantastic. Well, I can probably speak to you for hours and hours. And I can think already, I can feel things in my head wanting to ask. But um, this has been brilliant. I mean, you really caught my imagination. And I think you're doing an amazing job. And I just hope that there will be, you know, we could 
clone you all <laughs> all throughout you never know i'm just at the moment just coming up for air but already in my head i'm thinking about how can i how can i franchise the brands um so that other women you know because i it, part of what we do is about connection live what we do online isn't isn't pre-recorded it's live and that's really important so I will never say never. I every listen. I have a growth mindset these days. Anything is possible. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Thank you very much, Anna, for talking to Forward After Fifty. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Forward After Fifty. I hope you've enjoyed some of the insights that I've shared with you today. And if you want to learn more about mind blocks with aging or how to reinvent yourself and age positively check out my website rebeccaronane.com and book a virtual chat with me to find out how i can help you